Welcome back to Freightways Live. I'm Travis Ryan, Chief Product Officer, here today with Chris Arredondo at the 3PL Summit. Uh, here to talk to you guys today about how to both identify and interpret new recurring revenue opportunities for brokers. Chris, how are you? Welcome. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. Um, you know, I think it's interesting as you, uh, we, you and I were speaking earlier today about bridging the gaps between brokers and software, how software companies look at recurring revenue and traditionally brokers have more so been based on low count margins and growth. I think this is a really interesting conversation as I've been on both the broker side and the software side to talk about recurring revenue. Tell me a little bit about what, how you view recurring revenue and how you would define it inside of a brokerage operation today. Yeah, uh, kind of tying it a little bit, you know, cross industry related here from like a software side and brokerage. It's, I I think it is, it is a little different. I think in a brokerage today, when you think recurring revenue, it's, it's more like your contracts, uh, things that you've got, you know, bigger, larger shippers, uh, the things that are, that are, you know, you're going to get like 20 loads a month based on whatever lane you've committed to and that volume, um, and I think that that's how a lot of brokers see it today. Uh, now, a, a lot of freight is is in the spot market, I would say. So it's really hard to like think about how can I make recurring revenue with my spot freight. It's very difficult. I, I think a lot of times people are still just booking booking loads and going, and on, at the end of the month they're they're at 350 loads, and then uh, the next month, day one, it starts at zero. So it's uh, very hard to keep that momentum going. And, and I think when you look at recurring revenue from a spot market side, you know, it's, re- it's, it's really like identifying patterns um, and, and figuring out what can you, what can you pre-book or book now to, to make sure that that revenue is going to keep recurring every month, month one, two, three, and so on and so forth. And I think, you know, here from a software company perspective, we, we look at MRR, I would say, and that's really, <clears throat> revenue normalized on on a monthly basis uh and then there's arr right there's revenue normalized on an annual basis mm-hmm. i think for a brokerage it would really kind of determine or depend on uh what what type of freight you actually have i guess if it's if it's true spot where it's like low lead time very little forecasting involved mm-hmm. probably going to want to look at something like mrr but if you have like you know, a mid to large shipper that's giving you overflow, maybe you can look at ARR for, for that specific account. I think it's important to, to identify which one you're going to be looking at uh, just so you can set yourself up for success there. Well, you mentioned freight patterns. How, how do you identify freight patterns to determine if it's ARR or MRR, or maybe it doesn't fit at all? What are you looking for? Yeah. So uh, I, I think, you know, a little bit further along in my career, I, I had an opportunity to, to run a brokerage and uh, we had a lot of customers that would send us send us load offers. You know, we were one of the hundred on the email blast <laughs> and, and we had the ones where like, oh, man, we, we can't even compete in that market. So don't even quote it. Um, and then we had some that were like giving us giving us an opportunity first. Right. Like the top three that would always reply to those emails that would always at least try to bring an option to that customer. Um, and what we would notice is, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we would get a load offer, whether it was like at 2 p.m., 11 a.m. or, or whatnot. But it was always a, a pattern. There's always a pattern there in, in a day of the week. Uh, sometimes, like I just mentioned, the time of the day uh, that what we started to, to look at was actually 
you know, charting that um, and, and understanding the pattern, like not just from a load level or a customer level, but from a lane level, uh, because your carriers are, are more than likely, if it's a load to West Texas, let's just call it Houston to West Texas, they're probably going to take multiple types of freight out there. And, and it's important for like your company to, to understand your, your lane uh, density as well. So whenever you're looking at these freight patterns, what carriers are you going to go to, to, to actually stage? Uh, so I think, you know, in terms of freight patterns from a shipper perspective, it's more analyzing that at a, at an, at a higher level rather than just, just a load, one load at a time. You, you know, you mentioned, I was going to bring it up and you brought it up, you brought up the carrier side. I, I'm thinking, so I'm thinking about making recurring revenue. Um, the shippers is part of the equation, maybe half of the equation, but I would feel like the carrier part may be the most important part of the equation. Are there things that brokerages can do working in the spot market with carriers, even though there may be you know, um, some cyclic behavior and there are some repeat patterns, to be strategic and work with these carriers to give them advance notice of loads that may be coming? Is that, or, or how would you go about best utilizing practices to give carriers notice so that when the freight does come, they're basically you know, prepared for it? Yeah, so that, that's exactly what we did, right? We, we were... Uh... Not, not too big of a shop, um, probably had about six reps um, as far as coverage side goes and, and maybe about six other on the, the customer side. So we had to make make the most use with what we had. Very lean, I would say. So yeah, no, that you're right. The carriers were, were the lifeline and, and the backbone of making that recurring revenue happen. So what we would do is, you know, af- after you've charted out your your freight patterns, whether that's in Excel or whatever you want to use, you can literally draw it if you wanted to. Um, and finding out, you know, highlighting the days that that are the most frequent. Then you would go to your carriers, find out from those guys, you know, how often how often are they running that lane? Find out where they are every day, how often they're going there, what other freight are they taking out there? And and then you're kind of staging that capacity in that carrier. Uh, and capturing all that information rather than just like booking one load at a time. I, I think so, some bad habits out there, are, you know, when, when a rep books a load, they're just like, hey, yeah, do you have that load or that truck in Chicago? No, okay, bye. And it's a very transactional conversation where, you know, w- when you look at recurring revenue and, and these pre-booking tactics, it really takes a lot of carry relationship building. And, and as you're building out those relationships, you start to learn this information from these carriers, but you should always have a place to, to chart that just as you're charting your, your freight patterns. So then you can sync them up and marry them together and start to offer things to your, your customers, right? Or not things, but capacity. You're staging it in a way to where you can say, hey, Mr. Customer, I have a regular carrier that runs this three times a week. What rate do I need to be at to take that load, right? And then, of course, there's going to be times when want to maybe take one of these spot customers. They're like, yeah, we just don't know when we're going to get that freight. It's really based on the job and the buyer and all these other spot elements, I guess. So, I, I, you know, at that point, it's really important to, to have that a strong relationship with your carriers, making those arrangements um, and letting them know, being super transparent, like, hey, I may or may not get this load, but let's work out a deal to where, like, can you hold your truck for me today? I'll give you a call by 8 a.m. tomorrow. If I don't have that load, I'll pay you a, a tonu. Or like if I don't have it by a certain time, let's just handshake agreement that like 
no, no harm, no foul. I'll help you find another load. Once you've got those relationships uh, with, with your carriers, you can go back to your customers and, and think about that. Like, what's the margin going to be on that load and what's the loss going to be? A lot of times if you're, you know, risking that tonu of 150 bucks or 250 bucks, a lot of times you're going to be making more money than that on the loads you actually do get. So if, if you're making revenue, if you're making margin and you're serving that carrier and that customer, it's going to be a much better relationship and, and just long-term strategy rather than just like booking one load at a time, being reactive to the loads that come through and, you know, really like charting this stuff out and, and staging your carriers in capacity like that. Your carriers are going to, you know, appreciate that. It's, it's going to go a long way. So, so it's, it seems like step one is identifying patterns, um, you know, and, and like obviously using that, that data to be able to go to step two, which is talking to your carrier base, to show them the patterns, to show them the frequency, uh, work with them on getting kind of pre-arranged capacity. Step three seems like the most important part, going back to your customer and letting them know that you see patterns where maybe they do or they don't. Um, and then working that engagement or that relationship to make sure that they're going to make you, you know, kind of first, first, first in line, uh, first opportunity. You know, are there are there times where the customer is unaware of the patterns? Is some of this almost like a consultative approach where you can say, hey, we don't know if you're aware, but in these lanes on these days and we'd like to help set up a program like is, does the word program come into place or, you know, help? help our users kind of understand what kind of language or what kind of the ways that you go to these customers to look at, you know, more than just being a freight broker, but being a true partner. Um, is that something that happens? And if so, how would you, how would you suggest our, our listeners, you know, best utilizing that, that approach? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I've seen a, a lot of, uh, a lot of agents at, at some larger companies like Global Transit, for example, they, they, they have that sophisticated technology to kind of, make those predictions and understand those patterns um, where, where they can, you know, build out a program. And that's, you know, when you think about like a customer rep today or a broker, like it's, it's not everybody can find, anybody can find a truck and a rate. It's really about that relationship, right? Just as well as the carrier side, just as much on the customer side. And when, when you're helping them identify those patterns, it does go a long way. It does help. Not, not often do they, I mean, they're in the same they're in the same camp as you, right? They've got the spot freight that they're just trying to cover too. And if you're able to work together, show them kind of like, hey, if you book with me these 30 loads, like, or we understand that you only have 24-hour lead time at two loads a week minimum, but maybe there's five maximum. Let's work out a rate to where like every time you get that load, you can send that to me. There's some, I'm out of Texas here and there's a lot of uh, pipe moving back and forth. Uh, So there's a there's a lot lot of facilities and that that was one one of the examples that we did we we identified you know some strong patterns regularity and found that that benchmark rate that we need to be at and they can be at that's still palatable for everybody and and run it like clockwork at that time so it's not not a lot of times do they know like what's their maximum what's their minimum shippers work on a budget so they're just trying to get everything out at the lowest cost possible and so if you're able to bring some of that information to them and educate, right? Like I, I you know, it's, it's, it's important to, that everybody is, is learning at the same, same time. You're not just booking a load, right? And it's, it's really powerful. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, not, not just in my experience that I've done it, but I've seen a lot of, a lot of posts, articles and things about uh, how these larger companies are able to do that with their technology. You mentioned benchmark 
pricing, benchmarked rates. That's something we're big on here at Freight Waves. Um, you know, we we obviously sell those. What? How do you angle that? Is that when you talk about a benchmark, do you mean a conversation you're having with the shipper or the carrier or both? Talk to me about how how using that sounds. It sounds again consultative in approach. It sounds like you're establishing a norm, but how how do you actually do that with the client or the carrier? I would say there are a lot of rating tools out there. There are a lot of carriers. There's not going to be a better rate out there than the than the one that the carrier gives you. At the end of the day, that's going to be the one. That's the rate in hand that you're going to have to really work with. I, I would say, you know, just a, a little bit about our customers. They they're able to use the the tools that we provide them to understand lane density, their carrier mix, their carrier makeup, how many carriers they have at any given time to cover a lane, and then use a price to see, like, you know, kind of benchmark what's today going for. What was that lane going for last month? Historically, what's the lowest rate? What's it going to go for next month? And kind of find a, a middle ground between the rates with the carriers at 300 bucks, whatever it is. If they find a regular carrier that runs a lane daily, they can find have that rates and then see what the market's at. Then go to the customer and say like, hey, if this is where we're at on, uh, you know, we've got four carriers committed for every week what kind of rate do we need to be at with you? And if that works for them, right? Well, it's a quick, quick win. It's uh, it's, it's all about recurring revenue, what you can do to, to book in volume rather than one load at a time. So I, I would say that that's, that's probably a way and a method that they could do. I, I've done it. A lot of our customers have done it and it's a good, good strategy to put in place if you're especially talking about recurring revenue, try, trying to, you know, figure out how much you're going to, actually pull in next next month and have have a middle ground or a ground of like hey at least i've got 10 grand to start with i'm not starting from zero so so and that kind of leads into my last question is how does someone measure success like how do i know if i'm being successful um in improving both identifying opportunities as well as executing on net recurring revenue opportunities how do i win (laughs) how do we win scratch the lottery ticket no uh No, I mean, there, there is a lot of risk, you know, in doing something like this. Uh, but the reward is definitely going to outweigh that. Um, and and it, I would say it's not going to happen every time, but most of the time it would. I, and, and you really, you know, you want to set like the minimum requirements. Like, does is this shipper really, is this someone I want to work with, right? Like, you don't want to go through all these hoops and hurdles for someone that's you know, just treat, treating you like, you know, the transaction, right? So I think I think there's some of the, the culture and, and your brand and how, how it's going to impact your company and your carriers. Like some of that is definitely going to go into it. But once you kind of have that baseline, I, I would say, you know, lo- looking back, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to forecast. But once you have the data of 30 days ago or 60 days ago, now you can start to say like, Wow, I, I actually made an extra, I don't know, fifty thousand dollars in revenue. Maybe the margin was skinny, but hey, that's revenue you wouldn't have had otherwise, right? And and at the same time, you've expanded your carrier base, or you've created more stickiness uh, with your carriers, and and you've, you're able to pre-book revenue where, where your reps aren't coming in day one of March, and they're starting at zero dollars. It's uh, it's not fun. You got to. You know, start all over again. So, you know, if you're able to pre-book that that revenue, it's gonna it's gonna help with a lot. I mean, even including, 
you know, your forecasting or growth too, right? Like if you're forecasting that you're going to have at least 10 grand minimum, then you can start to do more with that, with that margin, with that revenue. You can hire, you can invest in technology, you can explore other, other strategies to take, take some more risks with, with that revenue and see, see what other patterns you can find. Um, that, that's what I would say. It's really, you know, they're, they're all, they're all the soft ROIs and, and those types of things like carrier stickiness. But at the same time, once you actually do it, you'll start to see the results, lower cost per load, lower touch, uh, carrier service levels are going to go, you know, extremely up. So a lot, a lot of things there. Awesome. Well, great, Chris. That was, that was, that was great. Anything else you want to share today? Uh, no, I, I guess just a little bit about our company. Um, uh, sure. my, my name's Chris, uh, it's, uh, co-founder and VP of pretty much everything customer related here at, at Cargo Chief. Uh, we, we're, we're a software company. We, um, help brokers pre-book more freight, uh, expand their carry base and, uh, automate those, I guess, redundant tasks that, uh, that no one likes to do. Um, so we, we do that through our tool called C4. It's more of like a project and procurement software, um, kind of an all-around tool with uh, carrier expansion, pricing capabilities, and uh, automation as well. So uh, pr- pretty good tool. Um, lo- love, to, love if anyone has any, any questions or wants to sync up later. Uh, I'm sure Travis will be sharing some information out. Uh, if not, you can catch me on LinkedIn too. Oh, and hey, guys, if, if you want to learn more about us and Cargo Chief and how C4 can help your company, uh, stop by and visit our virtual booth. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Keith, uh, C4, as Chris mentioned, is their new uh, platform, which is, I think it's a um, an interesting spin and twist on some of the other technology that we've seen in the space before. Um, and so I think, you know, I'm glad that you brought it up because I was, I was going to at least mention it. Uh, but you guys should check out C4. It's designed specifically for brokers to both improve workflow, find more carriers, reduce the cost of carrier sourcing, and help kind of create the back end for a recurring revenue model. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like I said, a lot of our customers, you know, have have done this. They, it, it's interesting to see the range of roles and, and jobs that, that a broker has these days where there are specific sourcing teams that focus on this stuff. There's pricing teams, there's carrier reps, customer reps, account managers, everything, right? And so I, th- I think the, the more information you can give them to make a better decision is is going to yield a, a better result. So, but yeah, absolutely. Using software uh, to help create recurring revenue for a brokerage, right? I think they, they go hand in hand. Maybe not necessary, but probably pretty, pretty, uh, pretty dang important to make it happen. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had awesome. software instead of uh, identifying... I, I literally had an Excel sheet. I, I started drawing and I was like, this, this is taking way too long. So I went, went to yeah. Excel, did a grid and like highlighted the days that, that were common. And, you know, we, we've kind of, I wish I had software to do that for me. Um, us, you know, C4 today will help, help you make those decisions. Um, so, but yeah, I, I totally wish I wasn't on chisel and slate back then. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you. Chris Aridondo, co-founder and head of marketing and customer success and everything he said, customer related. Really appreciate your time today um, and look forward to having you back in the near future. Absolutely. Thanks, Travis. And now back to FreightWaves Live for more awesome content here at the 3PL Summit. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day.